This is People Every Day. Coming up... I want to do my own podcast where I just ask different celebrity questions. I sit down with my girl Tiffany Haddish. Plus, updates on both Britney Spears' conservatorship and the latest Bachelor drama. And we're celebrating Lunar New Year. It's February 12th. Hi, party people. This is People Every Day, presented by Macy's. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. Thank God it is Friday. I don't know about you, but I'm hopped up on caffeine and ready to jump into today's news and into this long weekend, uh, during which I will be watching Brandy's Cinderella, which makes its debut on Disney Plus today after a fan-led call for its inclusion on the platform. And if you know me, I'm a Brandy stan. And this film with her and Whitney Houston just made little Janine feel so seen when it came out in 1997. Uh, I still have the VHS. And, you know, for those who don't know, a VHS, never mind. Later, I catch up and crack up with my friend Tiffany Haddish. But first, there's so much to get into today that I don't have one but two fabulous colleagues of mine joining me. Senior editor covering the West Coast and all things music, Melody Chu. Thanks for waking up early, Mel. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And then, of course, TV editor Brianne Heldman. How are you doing? Oh, I'm back, man. The news is killing us. Okay, first up, updates on the biggest stories from the week. Britney Spears, she just had a court hearing about her ongoing conservatorship coming in the midst of all the news of this new Hulu documentary about her life and struggles. And now her ex, Justin Timberlake, the Justin Timberlake, has spoken out. So Mel, can you quickly walk us through, one, what came out of that hearing and what Justin is saying? Yeah. So honestly, the hearing was pretty boring. Um, It's all status quo. Her dad is still co-conservator and her conservatorship over her person is actually in place till September. So, I mean, the big news is JT breaking his silence. I was shocked. He has been getting a lot of backlash um, over the last week. You know, a lot of things that he said in the past or his actions, fans were just not having it. And he really took accountability in a statement. I thought it was well-crafted. I mean, he made it plain, right? Yeah, he, he directly apologized in, in the statement to Janet Jackson and Brittany. And uh, he said, you know, I own that I am a white man. I have privilege. And this music industry is misogynistic. It's inherently racist. Um, and I'm going to do better. And, and this doesn't, you know, absolve my past actions. But he he does sound um, determined to make a difference going forward. Wow. Wow. Like, so it, this thing has just snowballed from like digging into her past and, and the media uh, following that was involved in that. And now Justin himself, like, you know, of course, we remember that relationship just imploding and being in the news for a year. So he's saying... Wow, I had a stake in this. So this this is ongoing. It's developing. There will be more. Moving on to Bachelor Nation, which has been in an uproar this week. Brianne, tell us about what current contestant, uh, you know, Rachel Kirkconnell, finally had to say for herself, you know, following the unearthed racially insensitive photos on her social media. Rachel Kirkconnell finally, after six weeks, put out a statement. It was a very detailed statement. She outright said, I'm here to say I am wrong. I, at one point, I did not realize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that does not excuse them. My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist, which I was impressed by this statement. What then happened is Rachel Lindsay 
former bachelorette who was the person who spoke to Chris Harrison. And that interview was just terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. She has come out now and is talking a lot about what has happened. Yeah. And wait, so Rachel Lindsay, the franchise's first black bachelorette from a few years ago, of course, she was in that interview with Chris Harrison and, and kind of called him out too. Um, she's had enough, hasn't she, Mel? Like, she's kind of done. She's over it. She even said, I am still under contract, but when that is up, I am done. Like, I'm out of here. It's just been one thing after the other with her kind of pushing for diversity. And, and we saw that they hired a, a diversity lead on the show to kind of help with this. But, I mean, the lack of background checks and then her kind of having to be that that voice. At least she got some support. It sounds like the current contestants wrote in and basically showed their support for her. So that's really great. So let's shift into something that needs a little more explaining. Joss Whedon. Brianne, can you take me through what's happening with the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? and why we are even talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 2021. Well, this story aside, I would be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 2021, in 2031. It's worth talking about always. <laughs> okay, you're a fan. <laughs> but this is just really deeply disappointing. So on Wednesday, Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase on both Buffy and then went on to be on its spinoff Angel, she, she played the character for almost 10 years, came out with some abuse allegations against Joss Whedon. She uh, accused him of abusing his power, of firing her after she had a baby, calling her fat while she was pregnant, mocking her religious beliefs, oh, terrible no. things. And th this comes after last year, Joss was accused of uh, racist behavior on the set of Justice League, which was a movie. Joss is basically... Comic-Con royalty between Buffy and his involvement in the MCU and then his involvement in the Justice Angel, League. right? Yes. Firefly. So this is, this is shaking all of nerd culture completely. Mm, okay. Many, many people now have come out in support of Charisma Carpenter, including Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played Buffy herself. And I That's will a big say one. what's really amazing about Sarah Michelle Gellar's statement is she says she starts – by saying, while I am proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers, I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. Mm. And I think what's wonderful about that piece of the statement, honestly, is it gives fans permission to still love Buffy and hate the creator. This is coming on the heels of Marilyn Manson and, and Shia LaBeouf. Is, are we in another wave of Me Too where people are just coming forward? We absolutely are. We are in another wave of people coming forward. I don't think this is the end of it. And I do just want to add, Michelle Trachtenberg came out and said that there was some sort of a rule on set that Joss Whedon not be allowed in a room alone with her. And this was when the show was filmed when Michelle was a teenager. I also want to point out mm. that Joss Whedon has not made a peep. There's been no statement, no apology, no reaction whatsoever. Well, we'll, we'll be waiting to see what he has to say for himself. And one very happy thing before we head out, uh, much of the world is celebrating Lunar New Year. It's the year of the ox. This comes at a time, of course, where things have been difficult for a lot of Asian Americans in this country. And people like Olivia Munn have spoken out about just some of the hate that is coming their way in the wake of coronavirus and all the myths and disinformation around that. Uh, I want to talk about Aquafina. We got to sit down with her this week and she opened up 
up a little bit about the wonderful things that are happening in Hollywood, at least in terms of representation. So let's listen in to her a little bit. When I first came into this industry, I think like there was more of a difference for me between watching things with diversity and representation, diversity being just kind of throwing people in to make up this kind of larger, you know, rainbow or whatever. And then representation, which can take place more behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, which is like authentic stories, you know, written authentically or, or about specific experiences. And I felt like there, I, I came in at a time where diversity was more than representation. And now I think that we are progressing towards something. Looking at the movies, even, even this year, I feel like there are movies that have these campaigns online that uh, people, you know, people watch them as a result and they kind of make these cultural footprints. And I think one of them this year that I loved was, was like Minari, there's just a lot more that's kind of a part of like the larger uh, cinema scope of, 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 of everything and, and that has representation. That is so awesome. Mel, what is your favorite Aquafina movie? Oh, she was amazing in Crazy Rich Asians. She stole a show, right? Everything. Everything. I mean, that, that was be still in my heart. And then she made you laugh in Nora from Queens. I'm so excited for all of this. Last up, Mel, how are you celebrating today? What are you doing? Yeah, so usually it's a huge family celebration where you have like 50 relatives over and you're making a big feast. But this year with the pandemic, it's obviously a little different. We're keeping yeah. it just very small, immediate family. Um, and, you know, this year a lot of Asian businesses have been struggling. So instead of cooking everything ourselves and also making it easier for us, we're doing takeout, picking up a roast duck, we're getting a red bean cake from Lady M. Oh, and then we're going to make so some. Oh, it's delicious. Um, I got to try it. Uh, last week and then I'm going to have it again. So yeah. Um, and then we're going to give, you know, red envelopes filled with money, which is like the favorite part for all the kids growing up. Money. It's a, yeah. It's just a happy, happy day. I love it. You're making me miss my, my childhood in San Francisco where we used to celebrate yeah. really big at school too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melody, thank you so much for ending us on this celebratory note. You guys have a good one. Coming up, Tiffany Haddish takes me into her world and shares what her life is really like. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tiffany, how are you doing? Hey, Janine. I'm good. Good to hear your voice. I miss you. Wait, the last <laughs> time I saw you, I was, yeah, I was big and pregnant. You were in uh, Atlantic City performing. This was right before yes. the world changed. 
Like, was that one of right. your last shows before everything got crazy? Um, no, the last show was in D.C. before it got, like, wild. Yeah. Well, you just touched my belly and she's been blessed. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And while, I, while I have you, we are talking all about just a day in the life. I just love, of course, your energy. You're my girl. But tell me yes. a little bit about what your world is like these days. So let's start off with a few nuggets from your daily routine. Like, what is Tiffany's daily routine like? You wake up, what happens? I wake up. I uh, thank God for allowing me to wake up. I uh, stretch a little bit. I put on some, like, uh, meditation music. I meditate for probably about five, ten minutes. Go to the restroom, you know, wash my body, brush my teeth. Usually then I'm going over lines real quick. Then I get dressed. Then I go to work. Because the last, I would say the last month and a half, I've been working on this TV show. So that's what I'm doing Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Then on the weekends, it's always some kind of Zooming or something, which, you know, I've been getting pretty irritated with because I need a day for TIFF, you know, to just do what I want to do, whether it be sit around and watch TV, scratch my ass, hang out in my garden or something like that. So I, I've been kind of going off on my representation about, <laughs> that part. Um, you know, overbooking <laughs> and I need you to know, just be in my garden with my joyful greens. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Wait, so so really quickly, I want uh, people don't know, I think, as much about your meditation. What does that look like for Tiffany Haddish? What does your morning meditation look like, that self-care? It's, it depends on what day, what day of the week it is and how much time I got before I got to be to work. Now, if I got about three hours before I got to be to work, you know, I run me a hot bath, put some baking soda in the water, and I get my body in the tub. I play my little music, my little chimes, like the Calm app or something like that. Mm-hmm. Manifest the money, you know, manifest. <laughs> sometimes I play a, a YouTube video for like lottery or manifesting wealth and abundance. Or I might play like a thing to have like peace or um, enhance my psychic abilities because I feel like maybe people on some shenanigans or whatever. You know, and then I get in a bathtub and I imagine that all the negativity is coming out, right, and all positivity coming in. On the quick days, you know, I do like 15 to 20 minute, minute meditation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be late, but I don't care. I need, I got to get gotta, my mind. You got to take care of you. Right. So what is your beauty regimen? Because your skin has been looking popping. Of course, we've seen the hair and the lack of hair, which is gorgeous on you. What are you doing these days beauty wise? Uh, so beauty wise, I'm um, washing my face with the same thing I wash my body with, which is this um, pure spearmint gum turpentine soap mixed with olive oil uh, that I found on Amazon. Girl, I'll send you the link. Please. I'm going to it's like $8 and it gets rid of like uh, if you got eczema, dry spots, rashes and stuff like that. It's so good. Like I had uh, told one of my co-stars because she was saying her baby had eczema. I said, try this soap. And I gave it to her. She's like, Tiffany, it's gone. This is gone. <laughs> like, yeah, it got, it got everything in it. Like, it's so good for your skin. So I wash my body with that. And then I'll use, uh, I like to put castor oil on my eyelid. Oh, the thick stuff. Yeah, the real thick castor oil on my eyelids. Look, these are all affordable finds. I love this. Like, Yeah, I'm. you know, I'm about that affordability. Nice, nice. Okay, so when you do have some time, your hobby, your passion, like what are you doing just for Tiffany's downtime just to have some fun? 
I uh, two things that I like to do. I'm either in the garden or I'm writing back my fans. That's like one of my new favorite things to do. Like I was on Ellen not too long ago and I gave out my P.O. Box address mm-hmm. on the show. And my fans, they, they write me. Um, and I told them, if you want me to write you back, you got to send a dollar and uh, self-address stamp envelope and something for me to write you on. What's one of the funniest, wildest things you've, you've heard from a fan so far? Oh, my gosh. This one lady, she's like 67 years old, and she said she was single. And she gave me all the tips that she wished somebody would have told her when she was dating. Mm-hmm. And when um, she got married, that she wished somebody would have told her that that would have probably made her marriage last longer and would have made it easier for her. Like, don't walk around naked. Um, make him make him work for it. Like different stuff she was saying, like when you have an argument uh, with him, express how you feel. You don't got to scream at him, but express how you feel. And then shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm 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 text you everything. I'm a, when I get home, I'm gonna text you everything she said in that letter. Girl, you gonna fall out laughing. She's like, Please. always wear a nightgown to bed. Never go to bed naked. Make him work to see you naked. Like, oh, yeah. oh lady. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. okay. Please definitely text it to me because you know I'm going yes. upon ten years of marriage. I need to keep keep things going. Uh, have you yes, used? I will, have I will you text used you the letter. The letter advice? is so dumb, and I'm like, I want to post the letter so bad, but at the same time, I don't want to put her out there like that. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, these are nuggets for me and for my friends. I feel like so. I will, I will send you it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Wait, have, have you have you used these nuggets in your relationship with Common yet? I have been using some of the nuggets, and I think they're working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are Are you guys doing a big thing for Valentine's Day, or just not? Nah. Well, I, girl, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day really. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna let society tell me what day I'm supposed to be loving on somebody, or somebody's supposed to be loving on me. That mm-hmm. needs to happen on a daily basis. So, how are you fitting that part that part of your world into this hectic schedule? Like, how 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 is common fitting in? Well, you know, it's funny because he's busy, too, working on his next album. So uh, we try to spend, at, at first, it was like three, four days a week we would be with each other. Now it's it's kind of dwindled down to about, I would say, like two to three days a week. But we talk every day. We're always FaceTiming and stuff, checking in with each other, making sure we're doing good. I love this so much. I I didn't get to tell you, but I, I, I sat down with Common for a while when he released his book and I and I did that story for the magazine and he just went on. You know, you usually ask and, and they're like, oh, I don't know what I want. He was like, no, I want a woman that's this, this and this strong black woman, beautiful, all of that. And then to see you guys come together, I'm like, yes, he meant it. He wasn't just talking. You I know? need to read this article so I can check them on and be like, you said you wanted this. Now get your shit together. <laughs> be like, you said in 2019 that. <laughs> you told Janine that. Yeah. Um, okay. The stuff, what's the, some of the stuff you can't live without? Something you can't live without cooking. Uh, kale salad. I miss, I miss spaghetti. I haven't been having that. You know, I'm on this whole transformation thing. So yes. I've been eating raw and like, oh man. Um, and I, I've been cheating like twice a week, eating chicken <laughs> or a little bit of steak, a little bit of brisket. I ain't supposed to be eating no meat, but I still been, I've been cheating. But one thing you can't live without wearing or re-wearing because you know you're I known for re-wearing. Wearing... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, underwear. I love wearing panties. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't, you know what I can't do? Run around here without no bra on because 
nipple action is real. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if nipples came back yet. I don't think they've made a comeback yet. So bras, bras. <laughs> bras. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me one of the hardest parts of your day. Probably going to bed because I've realized there's so much stuff that I still need to do. But then I have to just force myself to get in the bed. Oh, oh, also, I have an issue with every time I sit on my couch, this is the hardest part, getting off the couch and actually getting in the bed. It's like my couch sucked me in and I fall asleep on the couch. Like, oh, you I got a good couch. You got a good couch, yeah, then. Good That's couch. what that is. But I hate, <laughs> I hate that I do that. It's like the couch, I sit down on the couch and be like, you know, you tired. Ain't no need to be putting over this. Okay, so Tiff, of course, we have this new podcast. I'm launching people every day. Who would you like to hear on the podcast? Who's someone you would love to hear from? Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, okay. I wasn't expecting that one. I I would let him, because I've had a couple of conversations with him. He's very interesting. His book is really good. I would love to hear him on the podcast. You know what? I want to do my own podcast where I just ask different celebrities questions. You transcribe it. I ask the question. <laughs> look, <laughs> how about we just together, switch? Girl. We switch. I'll take yours. I'll take yours. You take mine. Fine. And the next time I come to the NYC, I'm going to hit you up. You still in Jersey? Yeah, still in Jersey. I'm still over here. We haven't, we haven't had any barbecues in a little bit. But when we, when we do, I'm going to call you. <laughs> Girl, you know, I'll be talking about that phase game, how much fun that was, with it, how shocked people were. But I said, you were shocked I showed up for a minute. And then, I, but, was, <laughs> I was. I felt like you would, but then I was like, nah, she's not crazy. And then, <laughs> and then you just popped up at the barbecue <laughs> with steak yeah. and, 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 and Ciroc. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And if that makes me crazy, then oh well. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is real people. You're not crazy. I yeah. love you. I love you too. And I look forward to seeing you. That was the wild and wonderful Tiffany Haddish. For more on her, head over to people.com. And before you head into your long weekend, People Food Editor and Top Food Influencer Shay Spence has a quick Valentine's-themed recipe for you to whip up for your loved one. Take it away, Shay. Hello, People Everyday Podcast listeners. I hope that love is in the air for you this Valentine's Day weekend in any and every way possible. Today, I'm going to talk about something I love, which are these four-ingredient flourless chocolate brownies from Nigella Lawson. We're going to start with four whole eggs. Hit them with a little pinch of salt. Those are your first and second ingredients. Beat them on high speed in a stand mixer, but do it lovingly until they double in size. They are pale yellow and have the consistency of like a gorgeous mousse. And this is going to take about five minutes. Next, you're going to microwave one cup of chocolate hazelnut spread. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's the third ingredient. Microwave it for about a minute, stirring halfway through until it's just nice and melted. Gently fold the chocolate spread into the eggs. They are going to deflate a little bit. Pour them into a parchment-lined cake pan. You can sneak a little taste if you want. We're baking these at 350 degrees for about 17 minutes. We don't want to overcook them. We want them fudgy in the center and then just give them a light snowfall of powdered sugar before serving. That is your fourth and final ingredient. Baby, just say yes to indulging yourself this weekend. The full recipe is on people.com. Go check it out and uh, have a happy Valentine's Day. Cheers. Romantic and satisfying. I love it, Shay. All right. See you all Monday. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew and Aaron Kaufman. 
People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikader, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at People and iHeartMedia. Media. 